ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to be unpacking chapter 10 from my book, Chasing Failure. The title of that chapter is Just Do It Scared. Oh, it's sometimes it's not just do it scared. Sometimes it's just do it tired, just do it frustrated, just do it nervous. And one of the things that a lot of people don't know about me is that I get incredibly nervous before speaking. I mean, I'm not throwing up, but I definitely cannot eat before I speak. And I can't tell you how many times I have been scared to death behind the stage and they say, coming to the stage is Ryan Leak. And it's too late. Like now I got to go out there. And I didn't get a chance to get over my nerves. So sometimes we just do it scared. So today's episode, Lace and I, well, we talk about it. So go ahead and check this out. All right, Ryan. Hey, thanks so much for sitting down again today. I thought the last time we connected was really great. We talked about your last chapter, which is Friends Don't Fail Me Now, which is such an mm-hmm. awesome chapter. This one I'm so excited because it really gets to the heart of, of failure. And I can only imagine when you work with executives, they come mm-hmm. to you with really this concept of like, can you help me with my business plan? Or, you know, in the future, I want to do X, Y, and Z. But you have a very different framework, which is stop waiting and start failing. Mm-hmm. So I'd love for you to kind of give us the coaching behind what you tell people, which I know is this framework of start now, but start, you know, mm-hmm. fill in the blank. So give it to yeah. us, give us some coaching. Yeah. So I, I think, especially when you're a follower in, in an organization, you, you feel like you don't have that much uh, margin for error. And you have this like weight of fear on you. You have this like, you have this emotional weight that keeps you from actually moving forward. So, so this, this chapter in Jason failure called just do it scared. It's, it's, it's not just, it's not just, just do it scared. <laughs> I think it's just, it's just do it tired. I think it's just do it frustrated. Just do it annoyed. Just, do, I, I think sometimes we're waiting yeah. for the ideal emotional state to start moving towards some of our goals or getting outside of our comfort zone. You're getting outside of your comfort zone. So guess what? It, you're not moving in the comfort. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be uncomfortable. So there's this there's this phrase that comes up in, in with a lot of my clients all the time, which is that's just not me, or or we just don't do that here. And I remember I was I was sitting with this. Um, with a client, you know, they were making hundreds of millions of, of dollars in, in revenue. And I remember asking this person if, if they wanted to kind of go to the next level. And, and, and he said, no. And, mm-hmm. and, and I just thought to myself, well, well then, then why are you paying me? <laughs> I, I, why do you, why'd you fly me here? Why, did you fly me here so that you can just be you more? <laughs> right, like right, right, right. like yep. I help people grow. So do we want to grow or, or, or do we not? And so I, I think it's important that 
that people realize that for you to grow, you're, you're going to have to do something that's different than, than what you've been doing. Cause that's only gotten you, gotten you so far. And so there is this emotional pushback that I often get working with teams or leaders of the, they're, they're waiting for some euphoria, waiting for some emotional state that is prime for them to change or grow. Uh, and, and while that is ideal and hope that ideal can happen, um, I think the good news and the bad news is the same. I don't think that day's coming. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that emotional state is coming. You know, there's, there's an extreme exhaustion right now from so many things. And I just say, yeah, just do it tired. You'd be Think about what you've already accomplished tired. I'd say just do it frustrated. Think about all of the things that you've already done frustrated. Just do it annoyed. Just, and, and especially for followers, it, it, sometimes I think they're waiting for their boss's mood to be better before they can move forward. Sometimes I think they're, they're yeah. waiting for the organization to get their act together or something. And, and I'm just kind of going, well, if you're waiting on them, you're going to be waiting a long time. <laughs> That's right. You reminded me of this line where, um, gosh, you were like a little boy and you were going to go drum, but you have this like line in the book that says you've spent a lot of your life being thrown in the deep end without a life jacket, but sometimes <laughs> you jump without being pushed. And I love that because yeah. I think it's what you just said about followers, which is, so many times we're waiting to be called upon before we have to go do the thing scared or go do the thing tired. But I also yeah. love this concept of, I, I think you can just jump without getting thrown into the deep end mm-hmm. and still be in the deep end, right? To your point, you're still going to be uncomfortable, <laughs> but um, you can still do it without the resources on the team. Yeah. People have no idea how nervous I get before I speak. Like they would mm-hmm. be, completely surprised not not throwing up but like i cannot eat before like i'm incredibly nervous and anxious before before i speak and i never get over those nerves in time for them to introduce me it's like <laughs> coming to the stage is ryan lee and it's just like i don't well i don't have any options now so Sometimes I get up and I'm sweating the whole time. And if you zoom in, you can see the perspiration coming down my forehead. But, you know, I don't know if the lighting (laughs) or whatever hides it. But there there are times where it's just like there's there's so many things that can go wrong (laughs) and often do. And I'm consistently having to create new content in a lot of the spaces that I speak in. And so it's like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to go. It's not like I can just grab my uh, stories and best illustrations. And like, I'm talking about the same thing every single time. I have a whole content menu that companies are choosing from that, you know, makes it, makes it difficult. I just, I just keep getting invited to the deep end and more times than not, I've been pushed into it, but yeah, every now and then I'll just tell people that I can, do things that I'm not all that confident that I can pull off well, <laughs> but I just, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, we're, we're, we're doing a lot of new stuff where we're, we're creating like a lot of like 
we're calling like micro motivational keynotes that we're creating for companies. And it's not that I can't do it or don't know how to do it. It's just that we've never done it. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, yeah. So, so we're just, so yeah, we jumped in. They didn't, they didn't ask for it. I suggested it. And they were like, yeah, we'd love to, we'd love for you to do that. I'm like, okay, well, let's now go figure out how to yeah. That's so make classic. that, yeah. you know, and, and it's part, I think it's part of the fun because, because I do have this boredom complex as well of like, that's where I kind of start jumping in the deep end to kind of see, um, see kind of what's in me a little bit, but I just, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that I'm ever in the ideal mood to move forward. If that makes sense. It's like, yeah, you, I, I wake up and I, I, I think to myself, I, we got to add value to our clients. It's, it's why they, it's why they contract us. It's why they reach out. And so let, let's keep doing that. And it, it is, it is a lot of trial and error and yes, it's gone well a lot. And, but there's been some duds in there too, where it's like, eh, and you never know which one's <laughs> going to be the best. You know? Yeah. I love that part in your book. I mean, I, I think you give a good framework in this chapter about kind of three key components, the first of which is stay ready. And I think to your point, has it been a little bit of luck? Sure, but you've always had that readiness and preparation for what's around the corner so that you are in a position to say yes. When people are yeah. pitching wild ideas at you, that is part of who you are. You're always bringing back crazy to the team for us. But um, yeah. talk a little bit about how to stay ready. And maybe we can give a couple examples of where you truly didn't know what was around the corner, what, you know, who you were going to mm-hmm. talk to or what your opportunity was and how you just felt like in that moment, you could say yes, even though you were going to be scared, tired, nervous, or frustrated, but you, you had perfected mm-hmm. readiness over being scared. Yeah. <laughs> So whenever I'm, uh, I I get a lot of people on teams who feel absolutely undervalued. And so they're getting ready to sort of make their pitch as to uh, why they should get a raise or why they should get a promotion. And I always, I always encourage them this direction on this, on this readiness side. And I always caution, and I want to caution, especially people that are in a following position in an organization. You should be careful what you ask for. <laughs> like you, you, you think you want to be a leader. You think you want more responsibility. You're just, you're, you're just inviting more crazy in your life. Okay, so if, if you can't handle the crazy you have now, it's only going to get crazier at the next level. Right. And so you, you can't always control your circumstances, but I do believe you can control your, your readiness. And so whenever someone comes to me and says, Hey, I'm thinking about asking for promotion or, or I want to raise, or I, I just say, Hey, are you, are you think, do you think you can handle that? How well have you done with what you've been given right now? Like if you're not crushing it, where you are right now. I don't know what you think is magically going to happen to you when they give you more <laughs> responsibility. Right. And so that's some right. people have this mindset of, Oh, I would work harder if they paid me more. I'm just like, well, that's not good. 
<laughs> like, like you should be giving your best right now. And if you, if you're giving your best right now, then yes, I, I think you'd be surprised how much that will actually put you in a position to be elevated within the organization because people can see your hard work, but there is not, there is nothing worse than a team member who thinks they're crushing it and they're actually, they're actually terrible at their job. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And the there's, there's just, there as well. yeah, <laughs> there's just, you, you have to have what I call like that work awareness that workplace mm-hmm. awareness of, hey, I, I think I'm doing a pretty good job and I would want someone else to agree with that assessment, but you, you just don't want that to be off. So I, I just, I encourage people, hey, you, you want to stay ready for future opportunities by giving your best to your current opportunities. And so even if you are not a leader yet, even if you've not been given that position yet, I would start reading leadership books. I would start spending time with other leaders. I would start preparing my mindset for future growth so that when the opportunity presents itself, you are ready. Great resignation. It's happening in every industry. Talent is talent. There is an insane amount of talent that is migrating to other companies, which is great news for every single person that's listening today, which means there's future positions that are going to open up for you. And instead of the company having to look outside for outside talent, what if you decided to be the talent? What if you decided to be the person that says, you know, I'm going to step up my game. I'm going to add some tools to my tool belt. I'm going to grow my mindset and grow my leadership capabilities because there's more than enough opportunities that are opening up right now across so many industries and I just encourage a person like, hey, there, there's not going to be an ideal time. Like, hey, now is the time. So I would just step into it and and begin to do my very best to control what I can control and let go of the rest. Yeah, that's such good advice, Ryan. Real quick, before we wrap up, the other part that I love of this chapter that only pops up in this specific chapter is this concept of failure insurance and just knowing that you know, when you fail, you can create this environment where others give you grace and the benefit of doubt because they trust who you are and know that to be true. And so I just, mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about where you've needed the grace of others? Because to your point, I also think people assume you don't get nervous. And then you have just mm-hmm. such a way of words that I also think people think you never fail or at least if you do fail, you fail so big that we see you fail. And that's not often the case because I know your material so well and I know what you want to say or I know the order of your slides. Um, and I've seen sometimes what's, what's in final production because we're moving too fast or, or the team's taking some shortcuts before we get you on stage. But walk us through what that means to you and where you've needed kind of the grace um, and integrity when you failed. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's... I think people need that relatability, that human piece. When you're on a stage, there is this elevation of you literally in the room. You're literally elevated on a stage. (laughs) So you're taller than everyone. You are quite literally looking down on people in most 
stage speaking settings. And so I think there has to be something in there that's like, oh no, like I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a human. And I think the more we lean into our failures, the more we share that stuff, um, I think is, it's, it's just, I, I think people gravitate towards that. They connect with it more. Uh, we spend quite a bit of our resources creating quality content for digital platforms. And it's so funny, the things that we filmed on iPhones and anytime we've shared any of our like bloopers or anything that doesn't make me look good gets the most engagement. <laughs> Yet the stuff we pay money to make me look good and showing highlights of these events, they get good engagement, but it's not nearly the engagement that, you know, when people see my hotel room set up of, you know, me balancing a coffee table on a full size bed and getting the lighting right. And I'm <laughs> getting ready to speak to 12,000 people in Spain. And I'm like, okay, I've got this set up. This is perfect. And then all of a sudden the hotel lobby calls my hotel room in the middle of my talk. And people are like, where, <laughs> where in the world is it? It's like, people go, ah, yes. like it wasn't perfect. And I'm like, Hey, it's, it's, I don't think perfect's coming. And so I think what it does is it endears you to people and it, it makes it, it, people need to know that successful people are human. And so I think in yeah. whatever, whatever it is that you're doing, I think whatever facade that we're all trying to keep up with, I think we just got to let it go and just realize like, Hey, we're all humans. I make mistakes. I was speaking to a bunch of people in politics the other day, and we were talking about this. We we're talking about failure. So funny. And they go, Hey, uh, we're in public service. We really don't have the margin to fail. And, and I said, well, I'm going to give some pushback to that. You actually fail in public all the time. <laughs> like, how many politicians have we seen fail and yet they still have their job? That's right. And so I said, That's as right. much as you, you, you're saying, you're telling me you can't, like I probably could Google you right now and find a few of your failures and yet you're still standing. So mm -hmm. as much as we, we, we've given ourselves this narrative that failure is not an option, except it is. And and, and I, I think we've got to lean into it a little bit more. And I think it, when we do that, I think we're actually leaning into our, our humanity. Yeah, I've heard you. I've watched you say this a number of times. And it's so funny because it feels like the first time people have heard it. But I also think it's in how you respond to other people's failures, right? And so I've heard mm -hmm. you offer encouragement to people to say, look, when your colleague fails, come alongside them and say, man, that sucks. I've been there too. I did that. But just creating an environment in where colleagues aren't so competitive that you're silently wishing for or celebrating the success of others, um, it promotes an environment where failure is accepted. And again, you're human to human. Um, mm -hmm. And you can be better you know, together moving forward, which is pretty powerful. Totally. And if, if, some, if there's somebody on your team that you're secretly hoping that they fail, 
you're a bad teammate <laughs> because we're on the same team, dude. Like, okay. like, okay. like you just got to think about that. Like if you're, if you're going, man, I'm, I'm competing with this person within the same team. It's just like, that's not good teamwork. <laughs> like we're trying mm-hmm. to help our customers. We're trying to sell a product. We're trying to make the world a better place. We've got to work together. But if we're, if we're working against each other on the same team, that's just not going to vote well. And so sometimes I think we can rejoice in somebody else's failure because we think it makes us look better. But the minute yeah. you vote, you don't look better. And so I think yeah. it's important that when somebody else on the team isn't having a great quarter and is going through their own personal recession, I think it's important that you come alongside those people in those moments and you get their back because those are the moments they will never forget. So I I think that that's very important. Hey, thanks for joining us today on Followership with Ryan Lee. I would love to keep you encouraged each and every week. And I actually have a group of people that I text weekly to keep them inspired and motivated. If you want to be a part of that community, text the word podcast to 469-809-1201. Again, text the word podcast to 469-809-1201. And this will put my contact information directly in your phone and you will start getting a weekly encouraging text from me. If today's episode added any value to your life, I would ask you to do me a favor and leave a comment, share with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe.